And welcome to Stack Hunters. I'm Bradley Stalder. Tonight, I'll be drafting live, but doing a record with the deep end guys. So I'm recording this separately. This is going to be my own reactions. Shout out to Adam Krautwurst and shout out to Mike Shope of the deep end. Those guys are great. I've hung out with them a bunch at the Fantasy Football Expo. They're great out of Buffalo. Adam is a good friend. Mike as well. I'm honored that they would have invited me. And the Deep End Invitational happens each year. And this year, it's hosted on the FFPC. But there's going to be some, some changes in how this is compared to other FFPC best ball drafts. In this draft, it's super flex. A super flex two other flex 20 and we see off the board Allen Jackson Kelsey and Jefferson I'm on the clock and Herbert is still available Burrow is still available Lamar Jackson is still is not available so I probably can go with some chargers. I could go with some with Cincinnati. If I wanted chase, I could go that way. Let's go with quarterback Justin Herbert. I think Herbert is going to be in position to be the quarterback one overall and to get him at seventh. Is phenomenal. So in the super flex, yeah, we like we like that how that's turning out. After me goes Joe Burrow and Justin Fields. It's been seven of the first nine picks off the board. Our quarterbacks, Kelsey and Andrews. Da John Daigle selects Mark Andrews in the 110 overall. Now, Andrews is getting a lot of steam in the FFPC streets, and this is tight end premium. So we're going to have to consider how to attack this, this tournament. Obviously, if you win this tournament, then you get a, I can't remember if it's a, if it's a main event or if it, it might just be a, a fantasy pros entry. But either way, it's, it's a big deal to be invited here. And I'm really honored that Mike and Adam would ask me to join them. It's pretty wild. We have not seen Jamar Chase or Christian McCaffrey go off. The only non-tight end, non-quarterback to go off so far in the first round is Justin Jefferson to Kate at pick number six before me. I was thinking of Jeff Jefferson if he was going to be available, but that was not the case. JD, I believe, from the GOAT district is drafting 12. We've got a star-studded lineup here. Jalen Hurts goes to Pat Thorman at one overall. Stacey Perez selects Mahomes at two. Josh Allen is selected by Michael Leone. Two hats, one Mike of Establish the Run. Todd Burrows, best ball NFL, selects Lamar Jackson. I love that pick. I like Jackson as the fourth quarterback off the board. And then Kelsey Jefferson, and then I came back and took Justin Herbert, and then followed by Burrow, Fields, Andrews, Trevor Lawrence at the 111, and then Chase McCaffrey go off 
as well. So this is uh, an exciting time. I haven't done many super flex best ball drafts this off season, but uh, I'm excited to, uh, to get into it here. We see uh, Tyreek Hill is still available in the draft room. Yeah. And who are some other flexes that have not gone off the board? Austin Eckler is still available. Cooper cup, Bijan Robinson, Stefan Diggs, CD Lamb, Amon Ra, St. Brown, all still on the board. And we're waiting for Bip Lab Mandel here at the 201, selecting Tyreek Hill. Pretty solid selection at that spot. Daigle now up. And Daigle went with Mark Andrews at the 110. That feels a little spicy. But when else are you going to be able to get Mark Andrews? Usually he goes between the, the 201 and the 207 in these drafts. I really don't see him go further than that in the FPC streets. So we see Jefferson, Chase, Hill, Cup, McCaffrey, Deshaun Watson go off the board. And I'll be considering Saquon Barkley here. Stefan Diggs goes off the board. So I think we can go pretty comfortably with Saquon Barkley here yeah let's go Saquon I like that value and then we'll be able to push running back a lot later Saquon Barkley at the 2-6 so I start Herbert and Barkley with the push of those the the clear tier of why of quarterbacks Deshaun Watson goes as quarterback nine and then we've seen four straight non-quarterbacks go off here in the second round i'm looking and and i see that so far the there are only two teams with no quarterbacks and that's jd i believe from the goat district at 12 kate at pick number six and mike beers takes the travis kelsey dak prescott selection pairing so mike beers gets a quarterback and some quarterbacks that are remaining here, this draft is moving pretty quickly, faster than other drafts that I've done here on FFPC. Tua is still available, Anthony Richardson, Daniel Jones. I think that what I'm going to do in this best ball tournament is see how far I can push that quarterback to. We've been getting positive reports about Sam Howell. We've been getting positive reports about Brock Purdy and Kenny Pickett just had a really good play to George Pickens. Jordan Love has gotten some some love, so we will see who can fall or value as a value to me. Maybe it is Jared Goff or Russell Wilson. We'll just have to play the board. But Bijan goes off at the two hundred nine in this draft, paired with Lamar Jackson for Todd Burrows, and we see Leone pairing Josh Allen with Tua Tungavailola. Amon Rot St. Brown goes as the wide receiver six right now to Stacey Perez, Amon Ra, and then C.D. Lamb goes at the 212. So looking at some players who are still available, Kirk Cousins is still out there. Geno Smith is still out there. Yeah, those are, those are some pretty strong quarterback selections. We probably are going to have to start looking at, at flex plays. Okay, and we see A.J. Brown and Garrett Wilson go off the board. So Hertz, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown for Pat Thorman. 
Stacy Perez goes Patrick Mahomes, Amon Ra, and Garrett Wilson fills out the wide receivers at that spot. The next wide receiver off the queue, Devontae Adams, and then we see what are traditionally mid-second round wide receivers present in this draft. Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, Devontae Smith, T. Higgins available. Let's look at the running backs. Chubb is available. Tony Pollard is available. I'll probably go one of Chubb and Pollard here. Daniel Jones is selected. So, yeah, I like a lot of the players that are currently available, but in particular, the running back. Okay, so Tony Pollard goes off. Nick is selected, and I'm sniped there. That's fine. I was hoping I could get one of those two, but I think Kate is just queued up auto-picked for next highest. So <laughs> this is an exciting time. We're looking at a possibility of a second quarterback. Is there a tier break? I think there, there clearly is a tier break with the quarterbacks looking at how they turn out in the rankings. Like Kirk Cousins should be like a mid-pack quarterback too but i don't know if they're i don't see significant tiers i do like derrick henry i think i'll go with derrick henry the the big dog himself i didn't think that henry would necessarily fall that far but i liked pollard and chubb ahead of derrick henry so we've got herbert barkley henry and pushing i think wide receiver at this spot would most likely allow me to get the Keenan Allen, Mike Williams picks. Those won't come up for a little bit. Now we'll go around the, the turn and Keenan Allen should be available to me to stack. And then Mike Williams as well. So that is very interesting. Although it will see if any values fall. We've seen Waddle and Olave go off at this at these spots right after I went Justin Herbert and Saquon Barkley. So I feel like I've got some nice floor ceiling combinations with the running backs. I like how Justin Herbert could be one of the past heaviest quarterbacks in the NFL. And I know Derrick Henry doesn't catch a ton of passes, but we did see him with career highs last year and he has the highest yards per reception. It's very difficult to tackle Henry in the open field. And if Tennessee believes that they are competing, then Henry is going to be a player that I think is uh, the, still the centerpiece of the Tennessee offense. So looking at the rest of the board, we, we still only have Kate who does not have a quarterback so far aside from JD, who is, or Dan, I think it's Dan who's drafting for the goat district. Uh, I'll correct myself. At the 12 spot, Dan goes Darren Waller at the 312. That's that's manufactured ADP influencing Dan. At the 312, you're taking Darren Waller, and now Anthony Richardson is your quarterback one. Quarterback 14 off the board. I don't hate that pick. This is best ball. You want guys who will be able to have access to massive ceilings, and Anthony Richardson does fit that build. We wonder, though, what the impact would be if Jonathan Taylor is, in fact, traded. There are rumblings and rumors about Taylor getting traded, but nothing 
imminent. Nothing officially reported. So here we go. We are waiting on the clock for Biplab Mandal. Two quarterbacks so far, Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, no stacking there with Tyreek Hill, but he did get Hill at the wide receiver three. Jameer Gibbs goes as the running back eight. Wow, that is that is spicy. I like it. I like it. Jameer Gibbs as the running back eight. Wowzer. Okay. So let's see who is still available. Uh, Devonta Smith is off the board. Yeah, we see Garrett Wilson is off the board. DK Metcalf is still available, I believe. I mean, we could go with a DK Metcalf here. We could get the second quarterback if we wanted to. We could look at Calvin Ridley. Josh Jacobs is an interesting selection at this spot. Let's see. Keenan Allen. Wow, what a snipe. You got to be kidding me, Abib. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he sniped me on Keenan Allen. My, oh, my. That is, that is something else. I was not happy with that. I thought Keenan would be able to come back around to me, but hmm, nevertheless, we're going to go with, uh, with Debo Samuel as the wide receiver one for this team. And we're going to push and see if uh, Brock Purdy can come back around. Okay. So we're going to get the queue set all up. Brock Purdy added to the queue. Yeah, we like, we like that. Let's, let's go and see if any other values fall. Cause I value Purdy as the mid pack quarterback too. And we've seen some pretty heavy quarterback drafting so far. We're up to 16 quarterbacks. And uh, through through less than four full rounds, there's a lot of flex value still available on the board. So I wonder if Purdy will still be able to come back to me. Like I like Christian Watson around the spot. Josh Jacobs is available. DK Metcalf is available. Actually, he just goes off the board. Najee Harris, Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, who just suffered a significant hamstring injury. He is questionable for week one and probably on the wrong side of questionable for week one. This is worth monitoring the Jerry Judy news. So we'll see if Judy can make his way, make his way back. But I wonder how far he falls in this draft. He was going, I don't know, is the, yeah, behind Metcalf, probably, around the DJ Moores of the world, the DeAndre Hopkins of the world. I wonder if Jerry Judy does fall a little bit to the Deontay Johnson area, the Chris Godwin area, the Christian Kirk area of the board. That's probably where I'm speculating Jerry Judy will fall at this time. We see Josh Jacobs go off at the 412, Jonathan Taylor at the 5-1. There's been a lot of concerns about Taylor, not just holding out, but also the ankle injury. A lot of medical guys have gotten on Twitter. Uh, a lot of the doctors have said that the surgery for Jonathan Taylor and him still being on the PUP as a result of that injury 
is concerning and there's a high level of recurrence for ankle injuries for those types of those types of injuries. So Jonathan Taylor has risk for just busting this year again because of that injury. Pat Thorman leaning into some risk here with Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Jalen Hurts. He's got one of the best quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts. But some questions at, at running back. There really aren't questions at running back for me with Saquon, Derrick Henry. I'm going to consider how far we can push Brock Purdy. Purdy right now is... There are what five, four or five quarterbacks ahead of Purdy in the queue, and I'm probably going to want to select Purdy at this spot because I don't want to miss out on Purdy. Okay. Let's see who was selected. Joe Mixon was auto-picked. Christian Watson goes off. That's that's frustrating, Todd. That is frustrating. But we're going to go with Brock Purdy to get the stack. We like stacks. We're stack hunters. We made it. We made it happen. Billy Muzio will be proud that Brock Purdy won his quarterback 18 to me to stack with Debo. That's going to be great. I'll probably get Brandon Ayuk on the way back. I don't believe... Ayuk has gone off yet. Yeah, Ayuk is going to be available. I'll probably be able to get Mike Williams on the after the turn and then come back around to Brandon Ayuk. I think I'll be able to do that. That would look pretty good. That would feel pretty good to me. So I, I would be happy with that stack. The getting the Chargers and getting San Francisco. And I'm all set at running back. This is a, a multi-flex. And I think I'm going to have to push tight end as well again. We've seen five tight ends go off the board. Kittle just goes off the board right after Brock Purdy. So I was not going to get him. Abib snags him at the 5-8. Abib has been sniping me this whole dang time. He, he sniped me on Keenan Allen. He then snipes me on George Kittle. Abib, what are you doing, man? This is why I don't like drafting right next to elite players. It really frustrates me because Abib is, is one of the best in the business when it comes to drafting. And, and he's won uh, the, the, I think it was the Fantasy Pros Championship two years in a row. That was wild. Um, so... This is a, this is an excellent, excellent high stakes fancy football player, and uh, George Kittle going at the five eight that that hurts a little bit. Bip Lab at Mandel goes at Russell Wilson as his third quarterback and quarterback twenty off the board feels a little you know, and maybe he'll lean into a lot of the flexes later on, but I I wouldn't invest that much draft capital in the quarterbacks. Although we're seeing we're seeing some quarterbacks really get sucked off the board. Sam Howell at the 512. There's been a lot of positive reports about Sam Howell that he is the guy in Washington, clearly the guy in Washington, and we don't want to miss out on the Howell train. He was a really strong prospect the first couple of years at North Carolina, then all of his quote unquote NFL ready teammates left. So Javante Williams left. Um, 
who who else was it? Uh, Michael Carter left. Deami Brown left. All of them declared for the NFL. They were all drafted. Uh, Michael Carter in the fourth round. Javante second round to Denver. And then Deami Brown was a day three selection by Washington. So Howell is reunited with Howell is reunited with Deami Brown. And Dan goes Sam Howell, DeAndre Hopkins. We see DJ Moore go off the board at wide receiver 22. That feels early for DJ Moore. I know that there was this big play a couple weeks ago when I was at the Fantasy Football Expo and got to hang out with with Adam and Mike and the the guys from the deep end and it was it was great hanging out, but we were able to see this DJ Moore play and wow, what a fluke play. Just have to say and I'm betting that Glenn Carrant at the 9 spot was ticked. He probably wanted DJ Moore at that spot, but that's just how the draft goes sometimes. We're looking here at who might still be available. And my boy Mike Williams is still hanging out there. But I also like Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I'm on the clock. Dallas Goddard is available. Mike Williams is available. Williams has been moving all around the formation for the Chargers. And he already has a double-digit touchdown season in his back pocket. He's had over 1,000 yards before. This is a former first round pick and I like Mike Williams to stack with Herbert because if Herbert gets there is going to probably because be because of Mike Williams. So let's go big Mike Williams at that spot. Wide receiver 24. Love, love, love to see it. Kate is an auto pick here and at the sixth hole, fourth running back, no quarterbacks, Unfortunately, someone has to pay the rake, and it looks like Kate is doing that for this for this team here. No quarterbacks in the Superflex through the first six rounds. That might be tough to recover from, almost impossible to recover from. So we see going off the board, Travis Etienne, Kyler Murray, Damian Pierce, and Pierce has been getting some push up boards because he's been getting the long down and distance. He's been getting some third down work in the preseason. So that is something that we need to continue to monitor. Something that we need to monitor because if we are too low on Damian Pierce, then we're getting so much value here. Damian Pierce, RB16, Todd Burroughs just gobbling up value. Daniel Jones, value. TJ Hawkinson at the 4.9. Yeah, that's value. Shout out to Ch- Todd Burroughs because he's been he's been just churning value right now with uh, Bijan goes as RB4. Sometimes we've seen Bijan go as early as the running back one o- the running back one overall. For him to get him at running back four, I think Todd is having one of the best drafts so far. I like his build. Looking at the rest of the teams, um, Leone has a strong team. I think Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin will work out. Brees Hall at the 5-3. At running back 12 is a little spicy, but it fell off pretty significantly after Brees Hall, and I think that's the right tier to be putting Brees Hall ahead of Najee Harris, ahead of Travis Etienne. And I think ahead of Damian Pierce, even though I think we can move Pierce up. 
ahead of Najee Harris. I, I would like to, if, if Damian Pierce gets third down work, we're talking ahead of Jonathan Taylor, even given that Taylor is probably injured and may not play very much this season. Oh, we can't get Brandon Ayuk to come back to me. That's frustrating. Come on, Stacy. Oh, that's terrible. Come on, boo. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we got to pivot a little bit. This is also not necessarily your traditional like large tournament where we need to concentrate on winning week 17. We just need the best players on this team, frankly. You you do want to have the best players on your team while you're drafting your best ball, but you also have to think how these teams are going to compete overall. What type of a team? What is it built for? And my team so far is built for, for spike weeks. We've got arguably two of the best running backs in the NFL. We've got an MVP candidate prospect in Justin Herbert, Debo Samuel and Mike Williams, Spike Week guys. And now we've got, we've got some decisions to make. Do we want to go with a third quarterback? Let's look at the third quarterbacks available. We got Stafford. We got Bryce Young. I feel like it's a, a hefty drop off if we don't go Stafford here. But yeah, there are some some players we have to like. Wide receivers. There's also a ton of running backs. So I think at quarterback, it'll f- fall off pretty significantly if we don't go Matthew Stafford and then we're all set at quarterback. Yeah, I think we're going to be all set with quarterback at that spot. And there are... three other teams that have three quarterbacks. I'm not willing to mess around. I'm going to want that filled and looking at the rosters. Herbert has by week five. Purdy has by week nine. Stafford has by week 10. I will have at least two quarterbacks going every week. And then aside from by weeks five, nine and 10, I'll have two going. So that is a good thing. There's a lot of value still left on the board from the flex perspective. So we're going to look at look at all. Terry McLaurin is still available. He's questionable for week one. Javante Williams is out there. J.K. Dobbins is out there. As I said, a lot of wide receivers. Pickens, Mike Evans is available. Jackson Smith and Jigba is questionable for week one with the wrist injury. Jahan Dotson, as I said, Marquise Brown there was a trade of Josh Dobbs to the Arizona Cardinals for a uh, fifth round pick and the seventh in return. So the Arizona Cardinals might be a little worried about their quarterback situation. And which is why I'm staying away from Hollywood Brown in most drafts right now, we've gotten more information. And while we like that Hollywood typically commands a 25 plus percent target share, We have to be worried overall about what Arizona can do from a touchdown scoring perspective. Like I, I'm not convinced that Arizona can get more than about 20 points in a game. And that's going to limit the upside, the spike week potential of the Marquise Hollywood Browns of the world. And I think I'm moving a little off of James Connor, given this situation as well. We like Connor's volume. We like his involvement in the passing game. It's, not clear that Keontae Ingram is the number two. 
maybe he is, but we're also uncertain of whether Keontae Ingram is any good. So I think that the balance of James Conner getting a ton of volume, even if it's on a bad team, may, might still insulate him a bit, but it won't get him the spike weeks that you want. So I am a little concerned that we will not be getting what we want from James Conner. In fact, looking at who is still available, James Conner is on, on the board and available but not someone that I'm going to be clicking unless he falls at least around. Jahan Dotson goes off the board here at the 8-1. That looks pretty good. Jahan Dotson over Terry McLaurin, over George Pickens, over Mike Evans. That is a, a very interesting selection. I don't hate it. I do not hate that selection. Yeah, Dotson had a higher rate of top 18 weeks last year compared to Terry McLaurin, his teammate in Washington. And now we've got a new quarterback who might be favoring Jahan Dotson a little bit more. And especially with McLaurin now dealing with an injury. That's what we are looking for is, wow, we got Jordan Addison going off right after Jahan Dotson. That's an interesting selection. Terry McLaurin goes off. We see a run of wide receivers. Everyone is avoiding the Javante Williams, Alexander Madison, Dobbins, Sanders, Akers, Kamara, Connor, tier of running backs. Uh, Pickens is still available. He's a possibility at this spot. Mike Evans is available. From a tight end perspective, Evan Ingram is available. Pat Fryermuth with Pittsburgh is available. We do see J.K. Dobbins, who would have been a selection consideration for me. But Abib is really thinking about this because he sees this tier of, of running backs. And maybe Javante Williams is the answer. But given how far he's fallen, maybe Abib selects him. But he also probably looks and says, I could probably get a running back on the way back as well. Nope, it is Alexander Madison selected at this spot. We have to, uh, like George Pickens, he's a baller. Yeah, we have to like George Pickens. He's a baller. So we're going to select George Pickens here. We need some wide receiver support. Pickens at wide receiver 35 off the board. I like that value. In fact, Pickens was a top 30 wide receiver in terms of rate of flex weeks last year. With a, an improved offensive line, with the ascension of Kenny Pickett, and George Pickens now being another year removed from the ACL tear that he suffered less than two years ago, I think Pickens is in a prime spot to be to be spiking pretty regularly. Yeah, we see now a running back run with Kamara, Montgomery, Javante Williams off the board. Yeah, now I'm feeling pretty good about those wide receiver selections. Debo, Mike Williams, George Pickens. I'm pretty happy with that. And now we've stalled out with Stacy on the clock, deciding who to go with. Stacy sniped me last time with Brandon Ayuk. I was none too pleased with that selection, not, not allowing me to get Brock Purdy to, to stack, but... 
Instead, Stacy goes interdivisionally with Jackson Smith and Jigbutt, wide receiver 36. I don't hate that selection. We've got Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson. I like how this team is structured. Mahomes has high upside. Jared Goff has high upside. Derek Carr is a high-ish floor type of quarterback. Thorman's probably kicking himself, taking Jimmy Garoppolo at, at quarterback 27. But And and the fact that Devontae Adams was there at the 3-1, he could have taken Adams. It, it's interesting that A.J. Brown was the selection over. A.J. Brown was the selection over Devontae Adams. I think I still would prefer to have Adams just based on the target share and how elite of a talent he is. Problem with Philadelphia is that you have Devonta Smith who commands 20% of targets. You have Dallas Goddard who commands 20% of targets and AJ Brown also has to eat. Oh, and you add, you add in Deandre Swift and the sprinkling of other pass catching options. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. So we are considering Mike Evans in this spot. Maybe Pat Fryermuth with the Pittsburgh correlation. I also like Gabe Davis at this spot at the wide receiver 36 or so. And as you can tell, I haven't taken a running back since rounds two and three. Yeah, Michael Pittman going off. That's pretty good. After Zay Flowers. I don't know how how to. I don't know where I want to put Zay Flowers for the rankings because I love his I love his talent. He's been getting a lot of buzz. First round pick out of Boston College. He dominated at Boston College, but unfortunately Zay Flowers is also on a low pass volume team that has Mark Andrews ahead of him that has to compete with Rashad Bateman on the outside. It has to compete with Odell Beckham. So we're looking, and I could take Swift, I could take Fryermuth, I could take Gabe Davis. Um, a lot of people love Swift that I know are coming up. Uh, but also there's the Buffalo consideration. I need some wide receiver support and spike weeks here. So let's go with Gabe Davis. We want, we want some Gabe Davis love. At wide receiver 41, it's pretty easy for him to outperform that. So I'm happy with taking Gabe Davis at that spot. We've got Debo, we got Mike Williams, Pickens, Gabe Davis. Yeah, we're we're going some best players available, and I think that Gabe Davis should be over Mike Evans, over Michael Pittman, over Zay Flowers, over Hollywood Brown. I think he's about a round too late in this draft. So I'm I'm happy with this value. And then right after is James Connor. At running back 27, that's fine value for Abib. That's okay. <laughs> it's funny, though, that Abib, he decided to not take Alexander. He took Alexander Madison. I took George Pickens. When he, in fact, had Kenny Pickett, he could have had a stack. But he moved away from that and said, focus on getting some running back values. James Conner, James Cook, Alexander Madison, etc., I don't mind Kenny Pickett as a quarterback too. He is going he went off the board here at quarterback 22. And we'll we'll continue to go from there. I'm just going to continue to to smash these high upside plays. Pickens has a high A dot. 
He's a big play touchdown type of guy. Mike Williams, Debo Samuel as well are high spike week guys. I have Debo as projected wide receiver three overall. And that feels spicy, but I like Debo's role in year two with Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. And you have to remember last year, yes, it was a bad year for Debo Samuel, but he still had a median 25% target share. (laughs) Yes, that's Debo. That's Debo Samuel. So I'm here for Debo being my wide receiver one in this build. I was happy with getting Gabe Davis as the wide receiver four. I think he should be more of a wide receiver three or even a, he could be a wide receiver two in best ball. I could see him outperforming Cortland Sutton, who went two and a half rounds ahead of Gabe Davis. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy with, or about two rounds ahead of Gabe Davis. I'm here for Gabe Davis redemption season, wide receiver 41 overall. Fryermuth may make his way back around to me. That would be excellent. I would love that. Traylon Burks goes off the board at wide receiver 42. That's an interesting selection given that he is questionable for week one with the LCL injury that he suffered in the preseason. So we'll see who who might take Fryermuth off the board. That's a player that I'm targeting at this spot because I think that there is a big tier break from Fryermuth to the next tight ends. You've got David Njoku. You've got Dalton Kincaid, who could be good. Dalton Schultz, Tyler Higby. Yeah, it, it really falls off tier-wise after Pat Fryermuth. So I would very much be interested in selecting Fryermuth at this spot. If Fryermuth gets selected, we've got some other options here. I could stack Quinton Johnston as my wide receiver five. Stacking with Justin Herbert, that would be my chips in play for the LA Chargers that Johnston becomes the play. But maybe we push Quinton Johnston a little bit and see if he comes back around. Nope, we're going with Pat Fryermuth here. I love that value. Oh, yes. And it correlates with George Pickens. Thank you very much. This is twice now that Abib has passed on Kenny Pickett stack options for Fryermuth and George Pickens. So I, I don't know. I'll have to talk with the Beeb afterwards and figure out why he was passing on, on the Pittsburgh guys at value as well. I think I reached a little bit for Pickens, but to take Alexander Madison there, I mean, it could be really disgusting. It could be real gross. So I... I'm I'm worried. Okay, so we see Bryce Young goes as Kate's first quarterback off the board. (laughs) That uh, that saves Kate a little bit because Kate had not selected a quarterback up until round 10. We'll see if that pays off for her. Nevertheless, we're looking and... Eight teams have three quarterbacks. Eight teams have three quarterbacks. So I'm happy I got the three that I I have with 
Stafford, Brock Purdy, and Justin Herbert. Two pocket passers, and then Herbert, it's a little bit more mobile. I wouldn't call him like anything Konami code or, or anything like that, but Quentin Johnson goes off. Are you kidding me? Man, oh man. I keep getting turned. You snipe at the turn. But, oh, I decided to go with Fryermuth, who was the bigger value over the stack. I've got Stafford, and I've got Purdy. So looking, there's no San Francisco, really. There's no L.A. Rams, aside from Higby. So maybe we go double-tap tight end. Maybe that's a move now that I've gone with Stafford. We can go Stafford and Higby. But the stacks, we're stack hunting, right? David Njoku goes off the board. Yes, yes, yes. Don't get any ideas. We've got Samaje Pirine off the board as well. And I think I'm going to go with the Tyler Higby, Matthew Stafford stack here. It works out with the ADPs. Works out with ADP. It also works out with the stack. I get my second tight end. Tyler Higby in a condensed target share. Yeah, give me... Give me Tyler Higby. There we go. Okay, <clears throat> so we've double-tapped tight end. We've got three quarterbacks. I need to just start hammering wide receiver, and I can do that in the comeback around. And looking at the wide receivers available when I come back around, we're talking Bateman, Beckham, Jacoby Myers is available. Those are some players that I would be interested in selecting from the wide receiver position that are coming up on ADP. I also probably, I can look into some running back depth at this spot. Charbonnet is still out there, but Bateman goes off the board. That's a little disappointing. We can go some Charbonnet. We can go Tank Bigsby, Jalen Waddle. I've been selecting some Devon A-chain here and there, but I want to see his value fall a little bit because we got some negative news. He's questionable for week one with that shoulder injury. He's week to week. So we will see if we will see if that is the case. Kenneth Gainwell has jumped up boards. Tyler Algier is there as well. Pretty happy with how this is turning out. I think that there are going to be weaknesses as everybody's, every team's position, but solidifying tight end with both Fryermuth and Higby, getting some high spike week wide receivers, nailing my running back room with Barkley and Derrick Henry, and then solidifying my quarterback one, Justin Herbert, with Two solid quarterback twos, Purdy and Matthew Stafford. So I'll probably take Tank Bigsby here if he comes back around to me. We saw Marvin Mims go off here at the 12-1 in light of the Judy news and Sean Payton's affection for Marvin Mims. He traded up in the second round to gain Mims. That would be something. All right. All right, Jarek McKinnon goes off the board. Rashad Penny. I'm not sure who Abib would want to select here. There's a few options. Chiga Conquo 
has been rising upwards. He played almost all of the snaps for Tennessee. So maybe we go some Chigakonquo if if a bee passes here. Ooh, Dalton Schultz. So it's Tank Bigsby or Chigakonquo for me at this spot. I'm usually a screw tight end guy, and I could use the running back depth. Tank Bigsby, if anything happens to ETN, Bigsby would take over that role, and I like to select him for that reason. So we're going to go Tank Bigsby. I like Bigsby at running back 42. Chigakonkwo goes off right afterwards. <laughs> Auto selected by Kate. Yeah, as I said, Akonkwo was playing the majority of snaps. So my concern with Akonkwo last year was that he was barely able to push over Austin Hooper. But instead, now this preseason data is indicating to us that Akonkwo is not just going to be a situational player. If he improves in his, in his pass blocking, then that's going to be a massive, massive shift for Conquo and he can become not only an every down elite tight end, but he can become a massive value that can lead teams to fancy championships. So I like the Chigakonquo data, the news that came out. And I'm I'm not regretting my selection of Tank Bigsby, but that he went off right after me is uh, disheartening. So there we go. Okay, very good. We had some massive thunderstorms come through the Detroit area last night. It was so bad, in fact, that my daughters didn't even have school. The The school's power could not come back on, given the location of the school. And so we're at least at a one-hour delay tomorrow for my daughter's school. So we'll be monitoring that. But it was pretty wild. I woke up at 3 a.m. like in a whole frenzy because... I saw lights outside. I thought there were sirens because one of my neighbors last week ended up having to go to the hospital at three or four in the morning. And I, I went to the bathroom and I saw like lights. They don't have the sirens at that time, but they do have the lights. So I thought, hey, what is going on here? And so I started to freak out a little bit. Is he is he, he or she OK across the street? And it wasn't sirens or it wasn't an ambulance or anything. It was that. There was just heat lightning everywhere and the big storm. And so that's what took out the power. And it was 92 degrees here in the Detroit area today. So very hot, very muggy. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> that was that was the deal. But we, here we are back in the start of the 13th round. This draft has gone a lot faster than what other drafts have gone in the past. We can go with. Uh, beefing up this running back room, whether it's Algier or Mostert, O'Shawn Johnson, who seemingly has been firmly promoted into the RB2 role. All right, I am on the clock, and oh, man, I like... Oh, man, I'm surprised that uh, Todd did not go with Tajay Spears here, but Tajay Spears does handcuff... And 
I'm I'm deciding whether or not I want to handcuff. I usually don't handcuff, but Ty J Spears would be very interesting. We're we're gonna go with Ty J Spears and see if we get some running back value on the way back or some wide receiver value. I like Zay Jones at the at this spot. I like Darnell Mooney. Chuba Hubbard could be a nice value. Jaden Reed, of course. Hunter Henry, Tyler Conklin. Like I'm just staying on brand, frankly. You, you guys, I'm sure you've seen plenty of my drafts. Roshan Johnson, of course, needs to be in the queue. Kendra Miller is a nice value. Luke Musgrave is getting starter snaps, so he should be a tight end consideration at tight end at 19 or later. Yeah, even though I have two tight ends, he could fill in pretty nicely. Roshan Johnson does go off. That's disappointing. It's only start two wide receivers, and I know that two from Pickens, Davis, Samuel, and Williams, yeah, they're probably going to hit. Debo was a flex play at a pretty disappointing rate last year, but Pickens was pretty good. Gabe Davis was pretty good as well, despite some real dud games for Gabe Davis. I think I do want to go with a Zay Jones or Jaden Reed at this spot to fill in some more wide receiver depth. And especially because we see some running backs go off the board right now. I've, I've hit on the two running backs that I, I have, I have those backed up pretty well. Saquon, Derek Henry, Tank Bigsby, Ty J Spears. Yeah, I like, I like those players. I'm probably going to have to go with Zay Jones and or Jaden Reed, probably Zay Jones based on how the ADPs are lining up and probably what I'm going to be able to get Jaden Reed come back around in the 15th round. So Zay Jones would be my selection here if we can get around to it. After my pick went Jonathan Mingo. I'm not a big Mingo guy, but he is starting for Carolina. And then Gerald Everett. At tight end 18, I don't hate that selection either. Everett is a guy I've been drafting a little bit of. He doesn't, he would have stacked nicely with, he would have stacked nicely with Justin Herbert, but, oh, but Zay Jones goes off the board. Goodness gracious, Dan, come on now. I'm getting sniped everywhere. <laughs> I got sniped on Quentin Johnston and Brandon Ayuk, and now Zay Jones, just guys that I wanted to take, and instead we're not, we're not taking them. So be it. So be it. Jaden Reed is still available. That might be a little bit of a reach. Ty Chandler should be on people's radars. Okay. No, I do not want DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. Raheem Mostert's fallen a lot. Yeah. We're like in the 160s, and Cole Komet came back to practice today. I know this is a tough one. This is a tough one because I do want some wide receiver support. Jamison Williams is still out there. Tyler Boyd, Rondell Moore. I can't really afford to take zeros, and Jamison Williams for six games at least is going to be a zero. 
I think that's one thing that I learned from last year in these smaller tournaments is you can't afford to be taking zeros. So let's find a player who's not going to be giving me zeros. And I think Darnell Mooney would put himself in a spot where he could be interesting, gets 20 plus percent hurry a chair. And he's back to health, full health. Tyler Boyd has gotten worse, so I'm probably going to move away from him. Drafting Darnell Mooney might be interesting, but also, yeah, let's go with Mooney. I was thinking Rondell Moore, but with the fire sale that is Arizona, Rondell Moore would need time to acclimate. And as I said, I don't want to take like zeros. And I could see Rondell Moore getting traded from Arizona, given the three trades that already happened today for the Cardinals to start loading up on um, on draft capital for 2024. So, yeah, we pushed Rondell Moore, and he got taken a couple spots after me. That's fine. Oh, we've got a non-auto pick, Adam Thielen, pick 14. <laughs> Welcome to the draft, Kate. <laughs> Anyways, we can give her some some crud for auto drafting for the first 13 rounds. But there are a lot of players still in my queue right now. Jaden Reed is there. Tyler Conklin, Hunter Henry, Jameson Williams, Kendra Miller, Luke Musgrave, Ty Chandler. is. They're all available in my queue. KJ Osborne should be a consideration. Given the high pass volume of the Minnesota Vikings, Osborne is a candidate to be getting 100 targets. It might not be sexy. It might be ugly. But even as the wide receiver four, you know, Osborne could do it. There could, he could be the fourth player to get that type of target target volume. I'm also looking at like Clyde Edwards Elaire, Kyron Williams as late running back option, Isaiah Likely, of course, as a late tight end option, Michael Wilson late. Let's see. Dawson Knox as a late selection. Chris Evans. I'm just listing some players. Ooh, Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker is running with the ones, y'all. He. Uh, this is this is news. This is a big deal. And one thing that, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I run the news desk for the Roto Underworld. And the news desk was very interested. We wanted to know. We want to know, is it news or noise that Sean Tucker is running with the ones? And that is news, peeps. We have not heard Sean Tucker running with the ones yet. So for him to be in that position, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked to be putting him in the queue, Sean Tucker in the queue. If we want some late round, late, late round considerations, we could go with Josh Palmer, of course. We could go with Puka Nakua to stack with Stafford. I think Nakua is, is good. Josh Downs, I like his talent. That's a player that I'm warming up, warming back up to after being cold on him for a bit. I was warm on very hot on Josh Downs in the pre-draft process, and then he felt a to the third round to Indy. And now there's questions about how good the Colts are going to be offensively with Jonathan Taylor. So Josh Towns has been somebody that I'd cooled on until you, know, you get him in the last round of your drafts. So you take some, take some shots. So 
Heck, Cole Komet is still there. I might take some Cole Komet and just do some Chicago correlation at this point. If we're going to be pushing Cole Komet to tight end 21, that's that's a little much. Looking at the research from last year, the tight end rates were very interesting. In fact, Cole Komet was tight end seven in rate of top five weeks among tight ends you want spike weeks Cole Komet was the guy he was ahead of Njoku and Juwan Johnson ahead of Taysom Hill ahead of Darren Waller last year ahead of Goddard and Everett in terms of those top five weeks and then even in terms of flex rates Cole Komet was still tight end 11 in rate of games he was at least a flex play for you so that's pretty good that is pretty good. I I know they brought in Robert Tunyon, my boy, Robert Tunyon. But Cole Komet is <laughs> Notre Dame guy, go Irish. Yeah, I, I think I need to go Cole Komet here, given the value. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to draft some Cole Komet here. I was not expecting to do that, but correlation with Darnell Mooney. And shame on the Fields drafter for passing so much on shame on the Fields drafter. Who took Fields? Glenn. Glenn, shame on you for not taking, <laughs> for taking Gerald Everett instead of letting me have Gerald Everett. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So this has been a very interesting draft so far. Right now I have, oh, let's, let's get this down. We have Three quarterbacks. I selected Justin Herbert, Brock Purdy, and Matthew Stafford. Then I want Barkley. I Barkley, Henry, Bigsby, Spears as my running backs. My wide receivers, Debo, Mike Williams, George Pickens, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney. And my tight ends, Pat Fryermuth, Tyler Higby, and Cole Komet. Ooh, Jaden Reed goes off the board. That stinks. That really, really stinks. But... Nevertheless, we have we have some values out there. We've got some correlation, Pittsburgh and Chicago correlation. I've got a handcuff. I've got Mike Williams and Herbert stacked. I've got Purdy and Debo stacked. Yeah, as I said, I've got Ty J. Spears, the handcuff to Henry. Bigsby is the off cuff to Travis Etienne. And then Barkley went 206 overall in this draft. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Since we're on the FFPC, I do want to take a moment and shout out FFPC, of course. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD. I also want to take a shout out, give a shout out to The Deep End, Mike Shope, and Adam Krautwurst. Thank you for the invite to this draft. It was awesome. And then, of course, I want to thank Matt Kelly for the opportunity to be drafting on here. We've got an amazing team working at Player Profiler. I want to thank him for the opportunity not only to do Stack Hunters, but also to run the news desk. And we also have a kick-butt draft kit that's out. So, guys, make sure in the next couple weeks, y'all are checking out the draft kit. Let's hear more about it here. Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 Draft Kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource 
for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team, and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team-level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated ARs, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. Individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league, do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draftkit. Playerprofiler.com slash draftkit. Go get it. That's right. Go get the draft kit today. There's no time like the present to select the draft kit. And right now we're looking at Jameson Williams has fallen so far. The hate is ridiculous. We're mid round 16. He's not going to come back around in the 17th. Yeah, no, we're going to take some JMO and beef up our wide receiver room. Oh my gosh. I can't believe this has happened. We got Debo, Mike Williams, George Pickens, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney, Jamison Williams. Let's go, baby. Got high upside plays. There's no way he was going to go that late. No way. I wasn't going to allow it to happen. As much as the hatred for Jamison Williams might exist, getting him in the 16th round. I know I talked about don't take zeros, but sheesh, this is way too late for... There, the opportunity cost is is offsetting at this point for JMO. Yeah, I I couldn't pass it up. Could you? I don't. I couldn't pass it up. So nevertheless, we've got a few more wide receivers. We got four more rounds in this draft uh, right now. As I said, I've got three quarterbacks. I've got four running backs. I've got six wide receivers and three tight ends. We're looking pretty good here. At the tight end position, we're looking pretty good at the quarterback spot. We're just going to continue to beef up the wide receivers and running backs in this room. Yeah, we've got Barkley and Henry who are hopefully going to bring me home. And then I think just hammering high upside wide receivers, maybe throwing in a Kyron Williams. If he can come back around to me, that would be nice. Let's look at some wide receiver prospects that are still out there. Isaiah Hodgins is out there. Alec Pierce has a high A dot and could take a second year leap. I'm not super optimistic about Alec Pierce, but he could be a thing. Michael Wilson is already getting run with the ones. Sean Tucker is still hanging out there at the running back position, but let's focus on wide receivers 
Chase Claypool is out there. He could be a correlative piece with Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. We've seen a bit of tight end runs. I'm happy that I'm not picking at the bottom of the barrel. I got a nice value on Cole Komet. Allen Robinson might be a nice correlative piece with Pickens and Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, let's see. I like Deontay Hartie's upside. Deami Brown's upside. I am on the clock and looking at all about 40 seconds. Kyron Williams is getting run as the running back too. I think he'll be the last running back that I select and he will stack with Stafford and correlate with Tyler Higby. So Kyron Williams gets a spot there. He's like Theo Riddick. That was our player profiler comp for him was Theo Riddick and Kyron Williams pass catching back out of Notre Dame was able to handle about 200 carries and about a 900, almost a thousand rushing yards during two starting seasons at Notre Dame. So Kyron Williams at running back 62, I hadn't drafted a lot of him this year because I, I, I felt hurt by him last year. How could you do this to me, Kyron Williams? How could you do it? But it's time that we clearly understand that he's going to be the running back too. It's not going to be Zach Evans. Evans is not good at football, or at least not as good as Kyron Williams. And Cam Akers is clearly entrenched as the first and second down back. But Williams, if he gets seven carries and five targets, we're talking about someone who's going to be at least interesting for fantasy. At least an interesting option on a team that's probably going to be one of the have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Arizona is rivaling them right now. But we'll see if the LA Rams can get into shootouts and Kyron Williams is on the field a lot more than what people think, given how they are going to be playing from behind. And maybe Stafford has to throw a little bit as well. Oh man. I do like the, the Sean Tucker news. He could be really nice late, but I need to focus on wide receivers. Bradley (laughs) looking at who could be the starting wide receiver. And like the wide receiver two on the team, Darius Slayton is still available with high spike weeks. A high floor guy, Sterling Shepard. Calvin Austin might have some spike weeks in him. Miko Hardman, definitely with the retirement news of Corey Davis. I like the Miko Hardman pick, or at least queuing him up. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through and seeing if there are any others that that stick out. Kyle Phillips might be a nice PPR guy, although he's dealing with an injury right now and is questionable for week one, is my understanding. John Mechie reportedly has been disappointing in camp. So that's not good. (laughs) I think we go with Miko Hardman. Let me check some bye weeks. We have two on nine, two on 13, five and six. So Hardman at seven would be good. 
because we don't have oh sean tucker wow thanks abib sniped me multiple times in this draft we're gonna go miko hardman here get some high upside spike weeks from hardman last year let's look at the wide receiver data for miko hardman hardman 4.5 percent of the time he was a top five wide receiver 5.1% of the time was between top five and top 10. And so his nine, 9.6% rate of being at least a top 10 wide receiver was 28th among all wide receivers last year. And I know he's on a new offense, but Aaron Rodgers can still throw the ball. <laughs> he's still pretty good, pretty good quarterback. So <laughs> if Hardman gets some spike weeks, that's all we need from Miko Hardman is a couple spike weeks and heck, even at the beginning of the year would be very, very nice. So Miko Hardman as a, as a selection here. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was a nice spike week pick by, by Bradley here. I'm happy with that one. Yeah. Hardman had a higher rate of top 10 weeks than Keenan Allen Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, Devontae Parker, Juju, Chris Godwin, Hollywood Brown, uh, Jacoby Myers even, Chris Olave, higher than Terry McLaurin last year, higher than Rondell Moore, Drake London, higher than Curtis Samuel or Jahan Dotson or George Pickens even. So this is a player, because of his athletic profile, we need to be drafting a lot of Michael Hartman and bus ball. That's it. So we got some spike week candidates on this team. I like getting Hardman. Maybe some, maybe we'll throw in some Claypool, but maybe we won't go with the correlation given that Komet and Mooney are already my two selections here. And we probably won't go with Allen Robinson either, nor Calvin Austin. We... Should be considering Darius Slayton. Slayton is an interesting play because last year, Darius Slayton had a 10% rate of 10% flex rate, which was higher than Michael Gallup. It was higher than Kadarius Tony, higher than Alec Pierce or Deontay Johnson, just to name a few, higher than Darno Mooney himself. So I'm happy with how this draft is turning out. I did, I do feel a little lower on wide receiver. I'm banking on Debo being the wide receiver one that I need to bring me to the promised land and then just rotating through wide receiver two and three. There's no wide receiver three, but the flexes. And I feel pretty solid at tight end. I'm happy with how tight end turned out for me. I get some high floor guys with Pat Fryermuth and Tyler Higby and Cole Komet. Nice values as well. Let's see if there are, I'm going to look at all players now and see if there's any obvious values just hanging out in the queue streets. I don't see anything too obvious. I mean, Dwayne McBride, obviously. <laughs> I'm staying on brand. Deontay Harty, that's a player that I really like. He is reportedly leading the Bills slot position. 
but that might go away if you know Dalton Kincaid is is a thing. Although if people are saying, "Oh, rookie tight ends, they they're never a thing," then Deontay Hardy's going to be on the field a lot more than what people think. And Hardy was one of the top uh, thirteen wide receivers in yards per route run a couple years ago. It was Hardy, Diggs, and Gabe Davis all in the top fifteen or so in yards per route run. All now on the same team. Josh Allen will be thrown to them and they paid Harty a lot of money and they let Isaiah McKenzie go because they wanted Deontay Harty. Justin Ross was an auto pick. So Deontay Harty, I think will be the selection. Good offense, great speed yards per route run was nice. If he can stay on the field, that could be really valuable. So I'm happy with that selection. We are just throwing darts at some wide receivers here. We got Debo, Mike Williams, Pickens, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney, Jamison Williams, Miko Hardman, Deontay Harty, Pat Fryermuth, Higby, Komet at tight end, at running back Saquon and Derrick Henry, and then the backups are Tank Bigsby, Ty J Spears, Kyron Williams, and my quarterbacks are looking pretty good. We got Herbert, Purdy, and Matthew Stafford. So I'm happy with the the draft here. We've got one more selection to go. And let me look at who are some players that maybe won't be drafted or undervalued. Gage is out for the year, unfortunately. Devontae Parker already went off the board. Those are some players that had spike weeks in the past that we probably shouldn't be ignoring. Marquise Goodwin is dealing with a heart issue. That's what limited him is limiting him this, this offseason. Yeah, Mike Williams was top 15 last year in rate of top 10 weeks. So I like him. Debo was disappointing last year, but I think he will bounce back. Puka Nakua goes off. Come on, guys, you're sniping me again. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I had Nakua set up in my board. I like Nakua. Maybe we'll go Josh Palmer, last round selection, to stack with Justin Herbert. That's a possibility. That is a possibility. Maybe Renfro. What's going on with Renfro? I haven't seen the news update about him. I don't know. He looks, he's questionable. I think he missed practice last week. Maybe earlier this week. We could go with Palmer, Renfro. I feel like a lot of high floor possibility guys. Like Allen Robinson last year, I said I wouldn't go back to Robinson. But last year, Allen Robinson was 22, 23% of the time, at least a flex play. That was better than Ayuk. It was better than Juju. It was better than Debo, right? Better than Drake London. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. There's a case to be made for Greg Dortch. Yeah. Why don't we add Dorch? If we were out on Rondell Moore, I think we need to be in on Greg Dorch. Especially if there's uncertainty at the quarterback position, there's going to be a lot of leaning on these close to the line of scrimmage guys like Trey McBride, like Greg Dorch. If Rondell Moore is still there, it's going to be Rondell Moore. Sure. 
but I don't think Hollywood Brown's A dot is going to be very high. Wow. All right. We go Leonard Fournette in the last round. That's what I see. Taysom Hill goes off the board. I like Taysom Hill. Yeah, I've drafted a lot of Taysom Hill. Probably too much Taysom Hill. The spike week potential is just there, though, and you can't ignore it. He can play so many positions. And looking, yeah, late, late, late. And wide receiver. Greg Dorch is probably going to be the selection. I'm just going to give one more look through. See if there's any other players that I might be interested in. No, I think we are going to go with Greg Dorch. All right. That was pretty easy. Zach Ertz is auto-picked. This is like a record, a record draft, let me tell you. I don't think I've ever done an a 20-round FFPC draft this fast in less than 80 minutes, usually. The last time I did one, it took almost two hours. So for less than 80 minutes on a on an FFPC draft, this was, this was pretty nice. So the final roster looks Herbert, Purdy, Stafford, Barkley, Henry, Bigsby, Spears, Kyron, Williams, Debo, Samuel, Mike Williams, Pickens, George Pickens, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney, Jameson Williams, Miko Harbin, Deontay Harty, Greg Dortch, and then at tight end, Fryermuth, Higby, and Cole Komet. And looking at the draft board, just to recap it again, I started with Justin Herbert. Um, Saquon Barkley was the next pick in round two at the 2-6. Derrick Henry was there for me. I wish that I had gotten Tony Pollard or Nick Chubb, but no dice. Debo Samuel was a, is a player that I'm very, very high on, and I wanted to stack with Purdy. I knew that Purdy would probably have to be coming back around in round five. I didn't think that he would be coming back around in round six. So getting Debo intentionally at that spot was worked out well because I did get Purdy. And then I was able to come around and get Mike Williams, but I was sniped on Keenan Allen, which I think is why I pivoted and created a new stack. Then we went with Stafford because I felt there was a significant teardrop at Stafford and then Tannehill was an auto pick at that spot. And then the next drafted quarterback was Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback 27. So it was clear that Stafford was a tier tier break for the quarterbacks. And then I just hammered wide receiver for the next couple picks, George Pickens and Gabe Davis, both players who have high upside, high touchdown possibility. They have um, spike week potential. I talk about Gabe Davis even last year with a, a disappointing year, right? Gabe Davis was wide receiver 30, um, 35 in terms of rate of being a flex for your lineups. And he had a 4.8% top five rate and a 10.3% total like top 10 rate. So Gabe Davis, wide receiver 26 in rate of top 10 weeks. I'm happy with that as a back-end wide receiver 2, high-end wide receiver 3, getting him at wide receiver 41. And then I, I took Fryermuth. I felt like he was a value there at tight end 10, the, a tier break over the other tight ends. I don't know why Laporta was taken that early. I prefer Fryermuth over Laporta. 
And then Higby at tight end 13 was not only a, a good appropriate value, but also stacked with Matthew Stafford. And then I went with some running back insurance, Tank Bigsby, Ty J Spears, and then a hammered wide receiver for most of the rest of the draft. Darno Mooney in round 14, Jamison Williams 16. Jamison Williams in the 16th round, that was a big value. Same thing with a when Cole Komet was a big value. Round 15, 15.7. Overall at tight end, 21. And then Kyron Williams was a stack, but also a little bit of running back insurance, running back 62. Miko Hardman, Deontay Hardy, and Greg Dorch to round out the draft. Y'all, this was a lot of fun drafting. I hope you enjoyed my thought process, my analysis, uh, my tilting when I got sniped, everything like that. It was a lot of fun. And until next time, everyone, good luck in the best ball streets. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all of this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.